Yeah, so we're going to talk about the the floating self um, or the false self and then the anchored self or the true self. And um, here's the interesting thing about the floating self is that when we create our house, our home, we make our home in the floating self, we feel emotions intensely without ever being grounded. And what I mean by that is you can feel super excited, but almost manic without like a grounding. Or you can feel super depressed and sad or anxious with no sense of center. Um, whereas if you're in your anchored self, your, your true self, you can have moments of sadness or disappointment. Um, but A, they won't be that intense like they are in the false self or the floating self. But B, um, it doesn't take away the underlying uh, sense of joy. You can have joy and tranquility even in the midst of seeming chaos and sadness. It is possible to do when you're in your anchored self. You can hold paradoxes like that. Because the reason why the joy is because you know that you are anchored into something larger that's transcendent to you, that's bigger than you, um, that doesn't require you to do anything because doing is not the point. In the anchored self level, it's being. I am connected to being itself. And, that, and I'm infinitely worthy just because of my connection to being. Um, it doesn't matter what I do. I am a good person simply because I am a part of this universal sense of unity and union or being. Okay? And some people call that God. Some people call it divine. doesn't matter the name. But that is the anchored self. And you can hold sadness and joy together. Um, and in fact, you can actually even begin to, I don't mean relish sadness, but all of the emotions, sadness, joy, disappointment, um, excitement, all of those emotions now become like, wow, it is cool to be human because I get to feel all of these things. But I know that I am not my feelings. You see, I'm something deeper than my feelings. I am a being that has feelings. I am not the feelings themselves. So you can feel the difference in between I have anxiety versus I am anxious. The I am anxious is, it's a statement in English, for example, that is very common, but it's not, um, let's say, actually true, because you are not anxiety. You are you who has anxiety. That might make sense, I think. So, um, the, the really cool thing is to start to learn to differentiate between states of connectedness when you're in your anchored self, um, your true self, versus the majority of the time when we are floating around like a balloon in our floating self, our false self, just getting bashed by the emotions, not even just of the day. How about of the moment? Like one day, like one moment I'm feeling fine, um, groovy, <laughs> everything is going my way, people are smiling at me, 
uh, maybe I look good or whatever it is. Um, and then I, somebody makes a, a, a rude comment to me or I forget a dollar in the cash register uh, or something along the lines where I don't measure up to the lies of the floating self who insistently screams at me that I need to be perfect, that my worth equals perfection. And when that is the case, um, when I'm got my house made in the floating self, or I got my ears open to the lies of the floating self, then I am very fragile. And I will be whisked around like that balloon that the floating self is just being tossed around in the sea of emotion. And uh, the problem is, is that I'm miserable at that point. So uh, it's important for you to get the sense of these two selves. One is a sense of, of groundedness, tranquility. You can think of it of being on the, in the car, driving, in traffic, or people cutting you off, and you don't care. It, it doesn't rise up from the unconscious to the conscious to create anger, no road rage. Um, you just have a sense of this is what it is, and I'm going to be okay, be okay with it. <clears throat> I'm not going to be any happier on the other side of this traffic jam than I am right now because ha- my, my happiness is not dependent upon external factors. That's the anchored self. Whereas the floating self is, oh my God, I've got to be first. I've got to be fast. I've got to get there. I've got to get there. Move, move, move. Come on. And what are you doing cutting me off? It's a constant race. Um, and you should know, by the way, that most humans, uh, certainly in this country, I would say, we're living our lives uh, more and more in our floating selves, almost entirely in our floating self. And if we go looking for mentors or models of anchored self-living, you're not going to find it usually in the public. You're not going to find it in the public sphere. You might find it in really good art, really good plays, really good books, um, even good songs uh, that can take you into a, um, a momentary sense of transcendence where perspective opens up for you to see the spaciousness of your life, whereas even just moments before you were closed off uh, because of the narrowness of the floating self's vision of the world. But um, most of the time we're spinning ourselves in our, in our false self, in our floating self, and when we're looking for confirmation or affirmation about how to live better lives, and we are connecting or with, with other, we're judging ourselves or comparing ourselves by what we're looking for, um, you know, even in religion, oftentimes our religious leaders or with um, the, poli- the poli- politics or activists or whomever, most of the time they're not going to be in their anchored self. And they may never have, they may never even know what the anchored self is. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, when you find yourself in moments like um, moments uh, of when it becomes very clear that you're human and you made a mistake. When that happens, 
and you start to feel those old familiar feelings of shame and guilt. When you start to feel that way, just know, based on what we're saying here, just know in that moment, you are not in your anchored self, your true self. You are in that moment almost entirely ensconced inside the floating self. And therefore, that is why you feel the depth of the shame and guilt that you're in because of the floating self's fragility. So there's a couple of ways uh, to get out of the floating self. And it's going to be counterintuitive. In other words, um, you can't force yourself out of the floating self because that will actually reinforce your being in the floating self. It, it's just like, oh, I'm so angry that I'm angry. I'm just not going to be angry anymore. You stupid idiot. Don't be angry anymore. <laughs> That's, what does that do? That it ensconces me in the anger uh, even more. And so what we have to do is we realize, first off, the, the first step is to realize that you are in your floating self. Not to get angry about it. Just know when, know when you're in the moment of shame, when you hear those, those, those critical voices of your, you are damned in the past and you're damned in the future. Remember the floating self's lie is it'll take a momentary mistake and th uh, that's in the moment, that's in the present moment, and then it extrapolates to your entire past by saying you've always been screwed up and this is confirmation about your uh, eternal screw-upness, if you will. And it also then takes the present and then extrapolates that and puts it in the future. You will always be screwed up. You will always be ruins and there was there's no way you will not be um, a, a screwed up person who forever is doomed to um, be an idiot or have anxiety or sadness or depression or alone or anything like that you're doomed so it's going to be doomed of the future and um, uh, accusations of the past so the past is pointing to you saying you're an idiot and you've always been. And then in the future, it's accusations pointing to you in the present saying you're doomed. And when you feel that way, in that moment, instead of saying, oh my God, you're right, floating self, <laughs> you're right, you're a prophet. Instead of saying that, what's the greatest thing you can do is simply step outside like, like it's a room, right? A floating self is a room. So step outside of the room and realize I was in that moment in a bubble of energy, of energetics, whose frequency was pretty low. And I have the agency to realize that I was caught up into my emotions to the point where I became my emotions. And the way you can say that is, I was in, I'm in my floating self. Just simply acknowledging, not getting angry, not beating yourself up, but simply acknowledging 
right now I'm in my floating self. This is a floating self moment. And so that's step one, is to realize you're in the floating self moment. And then step two is once you know that you're in the floating self moment, you can do something about it. And what you can do is there's lots of different things. Um, one of the things you can do is <clears throat> to actually bring, if there's two words that I want to offer is surrender and gratitude. Now I said it's going to be counterintuitive. The way out of your floating self is counterintuitive because you want to jump into the anchored self, but you can't force manufacture a, a nonstop flight from the floating self to the anchored self. You can't do that. It doesn't work. You'll never get there. The way you get to your anchored self is through recognizing that I'm in a moment of um, my floating self moment and I'm going to surrender to the fact that I'm in this moment right now feeling these feelings. I'm going to fully accept the fact that I'm feeling shame. And what I do sometimes, honestly, is I'll say to myself, uh, or if I'm by myself or no one's around, I'll say it out loud. So, but if you're in a crowd, you probably don't want to say it out loud. But I will say, um, let's say, for example, if I'm in a moment of shame, I will say, shame... I feel shame. I feel shame. Okay, I'll say it three times or so. Just really letting the feelings be manifested through my vocal cords coming out of my mouth. I'm not saying I am shameful or I am shame. I said I feel shame. And this is this is can happen like just a couple of days ago or yesterday actually. Um I had a random, dumb, very intense memory of something kind of stupid I said about 10 years ago to someone who probably has no idea or remembers what I said. But I, I brought, you, you probably do this too, I'm sure. But I brought this dumb conversation in my head that was like, uh, it, it intruded into my present moment. It wasn't invited. It just like, boom, like a bee. And in that moment, I immediately wanted to say to myself, you effing idiot, why did you say that? You know, and just, you know, all of the, the things that people might, we might say to ourselves when we're caught up in our floating self moment. But what I did is I, I said, okay, I feel shame. I feel that I said something stupid. I remember feeling that. Uh, in the moment, and now I feel it again, and I'm going to just acknowledge these feelings. That's what I said to myself. And then I said, I am in a floating self. I'm in my floating self. That's okay. It's okay. And when I did that, um, it removed the intensity of the feelings down. The, the, the absolute fusion of the past memory with my present was diffused. Once I recognized that um, I'm in a floating self moment. And when I said out loud my 
emotions that all of that together diffused the intensity of the emotion and it also diffused the the past with the present so the imagery went away that conversation where i was talking to that person went away and i'm left with what do i do in this present moment and in that present moment is when you have to dive right into the present moment with your senses with your senses with the sense of these this body that i'm inhabiting that's me and not me um can feel if it weren't for this body i wouldn't have the ability to exercise my consciousness you know it's a it is a house for my consciousness it's me and not me but it's through my body that i can sense the present moment you don't sense the present moment unless it's it's in an embodied state period so <clears throat> what i did i was actually in the shower at the moment at that point and i allowed the water to come over me and i felt it like i felt the drops um i felt the heat or the trying to take cold showers and quick showers but i felt the 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 cool um i felt the hardness of the floor underneath my feet of the of the bottom of the shower and i i smelled the senses the the soap i became very aware of my present moment in in a way that true intentionality can give you where you're just super hyper focused on the present moment like hyper intentional about feeling the present moment with with touch with smell um to the degree you can with taste with hearing i'm hearing the waterfall i'm hearing it land on the hard uh floor i'm hearing it land on my skin um i'm seeing what am i seeing so you when you dive into the present moment with your senses you're acknowledging that you are in your floating self and you're acknowledging that you're in uh momentarily caught up in the passions of the moment and you can say it out loud your feelings you surrender to it and then you can dive into the present moment with your senses um uh, you diffuse the floating self's gris- grip on you is what happens but then it's still not that that gives you freedom to move from the floating self to the anchored self but it won't get you there how you get there <clears throat> is actually through gratitude uh gratefulness and um gratitude will there's a there's a wonderful 5 minute um video by a a catholic monk he's like 90 something years old brother david standelross um i'll link you that video but uh, it's 5 minutes and and he <clears throat> he's famous in the world now for uh the, developing a spirituality of gratefulness which which has helped you know hundreds of thousands of people and myself too um gratefulness for the fact that you feel period cuz believe it or not there are people who don't have feelings like they they want to be human they don't know what it feels like to feel 
gratefulness that you um, have this moment of freedom from your being possessed by your feelings. Because once you've diffused the, the intensity of the floating self's grip on you, then that's a real freedom. The bird can fly out of the cage. So you can be grateful for that. And then gratefulness uh, <clears throat> for whatever aspect of, uh, to the degree that you can rather, gratitude that even you did feel these feelings because it is your brain trying to protect you. Now, I know it's a warped way. I, I know. <laughs> it, when you're, we, we wouldn't say uh, with a straight face perhaps, oh, I'm so grateful that I, my brain screams at me that I'm an, you know, a jerk or an idiot. Um, that, that I'm not saying to be grateful for the voice doing that. But the defense mechanism that your brain has developed, um, it originally developed that earlier on in our, ch our childhood as a defense me mechanism to protect us or to help us learn, um, to help us conform to our environment, which is a kind of survival, you know? May not have always been the f greatest functional way to do it, but it did, it, it is there to help us survive. And feelings are there to help us survive. That, that's why humans evolved to have these feelings, to live in community and communion with each other and with our sense of the divine. So you can be grateful that you have this uh, super ego, as Freud would say, um, that's maybe an overly harsh critic, but you can be grateful to the critic for uh, its attempt to protect you. Now, again, it might be easier, you might wanna say, well, I'm not gonna be grateful, I'm just gonna be mad, but be careful because if you do that, if you bring that negativity or that um, frequency of anger to your critic, you empower the critic, you ensconce yourself once again into the floating self. In the name of trying to be free of the floating self, you will ensconce yourself more, entrap yourself more in the floating self by getting angry uh, at the critic. So be grateful that your mind has developed um, some way to try to protect you, but also say to your mind, that critical voice, I hear your concerns. I'm grateful that you're voicing your opinion, <clears throat> but it's not necessary at this moment. It's not helpful. And you can sit down, you know, sit down critic. Um, and at that moment, once you're grateful for the, 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 the fact that the critic is trying to protect you, what you can do is call upon a defense mechanism that is developed appropriately, uh, given your um, age of where you're at now in your life, you know, where, where, what you have gone through. And um, th there is a mature person inside you that, that is wise. You know, this is your anchored self, by the way. Your anchored self knows <laughs> why your anchored self knows what you need. So here's what you do is in that moment, 
once you've said you're being grateful to the, the critic for its presence and you need to find a new um, a defense mechanism that's mature, you call upon that and that's when you talk to yourself the way you would, now this is very important, you talk to yourself the way you would talk to someone with whom you had a tender relationship and they were looking for advice from you or they were, they were expressing their own sadness about something they're going with. So for example, if someone came up to you <coughs> excuse me, and said, um, listen, I really trust you and I, I need to share something with you um, that's really bothering me. Uh, you know, first off, you're not going to say, get the heck away from me. I don't want to listen to you. Um, and when they start to share this with you, you're going to get a sense, likely, uh, of, wow, um, I feel honored that I would be trusted by this person. And <clears throat> when they share what they're going to share with you, Again, you're likely not going to say, what the heck were you thinking, you idiot? Why did you do that? <laughs> you know, you're not going to come at them with the negativity because you see that they've really beat themselves up already. Or they're, they're being beat up by life. What you would do, likely, is you would try to give them some semblance of a witnessing presence. I'm witnessing what you're going through. I thank you for sharing it. And um, I'm honored, and I'm not going to judge you, and I wish you well. I, wish, I, I really do wish you happiness and meaningfulness, perspective, you know. And then you might offer some semblance of wise words. So, for example, if I if I'm a cash register person and there's a dollar left over in my shift, uh, the fully floating self's going to scream at me. I'm going to feel like an idiot. I'm going to think I'm bad in the past. I'm doomed in the future. Just like I said earlier, uh, I'm going to go through all of my exercises that I just explained of, um, catching myself in the floating self moment, saying out loud or to myself, the actual feeling I'm feeling, uh, <clears throat> Thanking, being grateful for the fact that I do have a, that, that the, the, the critic is there to try to protect me. Realizing that that critic, critic's role might have been appropriate when I was three or five or 11 or 13. But right now, at my age, it's not. It, is no, long, it no longer serves the purpose. And so you call upon again, like I said, this more wise person. And you then um, say to yourself, you know, you're channeling your anchored self here. It really just was $1. It's okay. It's really not that big of a deal. And even if it were $10, it's not a big deal. Uh, moreover, um, I have people in my life that love me. I'm going to be able to go home and sleep in a bed. I know where my next meal is coming from. You know, 
um, I have a sense of belonging with, with certain people that care about me. And this is one dollar. And I'm not going to let it ruin my present moment because it, it doesn't warrant that. So um, that's when you know you're in your anchored self in that moment. You can laugh at yourself. Not laugh at yourself that you made the mistake. You could, could do that too. But laugh at yourself that you took yourself so dang seriously enough to, <laughs> enough to feel so crappy about yourself over a dollar. Or over, you know, not getting an order right at the restaurant for a friend. You know, like, wow, I, that's kind of funny that I got tripped up in my floating self that much. But, you know, and la- so laughter, kind of taking yourself less seriously is, is a great way to enjoy the anchored self. The anchored self sees humor in these kinds of things. So how do you resonate with all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 